0: Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready.
1: Conscious Confidence starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with me, Dr. Pat, and my host for this show today, Sarah Main. Today, we're going to be talking about conscious and unconscious confidence. Is there a difference? Well, she's going to show you how there is a difference. That's what Sarah does. She is someone that has said yes to her own life, but more importantly, yes to stepping out in a way that's helping all of us understand what it means to show up. Show up. Absolutely Embedded, ingrained, and standing in conscious confidence. You know, for those of you that have heard her previous shows, one of the things you know is that this is how you learn to dispel the fear shadow and to bring those things into life that will help you do incredibly amazing things. And today, whether you know Sarah as a coach or you've worked with her one on one or businesses that have said, yes, we want conscious confidence. Here's the thing you'll know about today's show. Today's show is to look at how we get to show up in the world. Are we showing up in a conscious way? And what happens when we understand that there is an unconscious nature to confidence? Sarah, it's great to have you. Welcome. What a great show.
2: Thanks, Pat. It's great to be here. Well, let's talk
1: about this (laughs) idea of illuminating the conscious in conscious confidence, so often we talk about confidence, confident, you got to be confident, you got to be do this, you got to stand in your power, you got to do this. But most of the time, we don't understand the pattern or the vibrational energy of timeless confidence of wisdom confidence. And that's what you're talking about today.
2: Yeah, it is. Look there's the confidence of people putting on performances, speaking, doing things they have to do in life, all of that sort of thing. And as you say, there's so much about being confident, stepping into your power, uh, stepping up, bringing your whole self into the situation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All fine, not a problem. But I'm talking about confidence that is a lasting confidence that's present. It's a presence in your life, it's a presence of yourself, it's bringing your whole self to the party to the situation and there's a confidence that comes with that so I went back and when I actually looked at what the timeless wisdom in Sanskrit said about what does conscious mean because there's a reason why I put conscious and confident together uh, I began to really appreciate it at another level so you've got this whole idea of Conscious, what does it mean? It means awake, and this is from the Sanskrit. It means awake, aware, present. It means you're perceiving everything. You're observant. You're attentive. You're mindful. So that set the direction for me in terms of the confidence we were talking about. And so once I applied that to confidence, you get a whole different yeah. energy it doesn't mean you're not going to be confident getting up if you need to speak or step up or do something, be out there. It doesn't mean you're not confident, you're not speaking up. You, Of course you're going to be there, but it's coming from a point within yourself that's mindful, it's attentive, it's awake, it's aware. So you're yeah. bringing that energy through. And the thing is about that type of confidence is its lasting confidence. It doesn't evaporate if the situation suddenly changes unexpectedly. If your confidence depends on the situation being a certain way and if you shift those external factors, suddenly your confidence disappears, then what's the point? To me, what's the point? You don't actually have anything. You know what's so
1: interesting about this? I think most of us that are even plugged in to the world, we come across people that seem extremely confident. You know, we see them and then they, they appear like, oh my gosh, they got it made. Then the next thing you know, we find out that maybe not so much. You know, maybe that they have a particular drug, alcohol, depression or something. But on the surface... They th- you, you look at them and you
2: say, Oh, I want to be like them exactly. I, I mean, we we all did that even when we grew up before the online world. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, imagine that it can happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, we, we looked at uh, yeah, celebrities that were on television or in magazines or even just people, say, in high school or when we were at university or whatever, that seemed more out there and, and we felt less confidence. We thought, gee, I want to be like them. I'll do what they're doing. And the, the missing link in all of that is what about yourself? And that's usually because we're not plugged in and connected with ourselves and the real confidence and strength that comes from ourselves. Right. And right. That's, that's the missing link. And in all the coaching I've ever done and certainly what I'm seeing more and more now because things have escalated. We had, you know, God, I grew up with black and white TV. So, you know, but now uh, you've got this online hyper-reality, augmented reality. You've got limitless, unfiltered information just absolutely flooding in all the time, 24-7. You've got this Artificial present, so called, and I've used the word in my fingers, present world. And particularly for young people, but for ourselves, we can just lose ourselves in that and literally lose ourselves. Yeah. And that, that becomes our reality. That becomes our present. And it's a kind of hyper present. Like if you're checking your Twitter feed every 10 seconds because you yeah. think you might miss out on something. Something's happening. This is what's happening. Yeah. It's the breaking news. It's this, it's that. You're, you're living in an actually artificial world. It's a construct. Yeah. And, you it's know, so- and that's if you derive your confidence from that, then that's a very, very oh. dicey thing to do.
1: Well, you know, then the other part of that, too, you speak about when it comes to conscious is, you know, people that we come across that on the surface appear to be insecure because we got this perception of what confidence means. And, you know, we're equally uh, wrong about that most of the time, right? Because we have this strange sense of what that means. But what does conscious mean? When we take a look at the word conscious and conscious and confidence, it really changes the flavor, the vibration, the energy of confidence
2: when we put the word conscious in front of it, doesn't it? Absolutely. There's, um, there's actually a Zen saying that says, um, the one who speaks does not know. The one who doesn't speak does know. Mm. And so if you apply the the definition from Sanskrit, from the timeless wisdom of Sanskrit about being conscious, which is awake, aware, present, perceiving, observant, you're mindful, you're attentive, Um, your mind, your soul, your heart um, are awake and intelligent. Uh, If you apply that, it doesn't mean you're not speaking, but when you do speak, it's with purpose. It's not this kind of brash, arrogant, (laughs) ego-based, apparently confident uh, behaviour. Equally, someone who's quiet, we could say they might be a bit meek and they're lacking in confidence, but you actually have to have a look. And are they? Because they may not be. Certainly quiet people can be lacking in confidence, but if you drill down a little bit, you discover that there is a quiet confidence there. And to drill down into that and magnify that as the energy of confidence, Mm -hmm. you've actually got a a far mightier force than the ones who are sort of brash and out there. Mm. And that's the energy I'm tapping into.
1: And the energy too now, if we take a look at ancient Sanskrit and the timeless wisdom, it now brings another dimension. You know, now we're talking about, well, wait a minute, Let's take a look at what this means. What is conscious from a perspective of Sanskrit, this timeless wisdom? What does that really mean? And how is it when we bring that conversation and we put that together with confidence, there's a whole new way of
2: being we can be? Yeah, absolutely. The The Sanskrit word for conscious is chetana. And you actually, you see a lot of... um you see, people are named Chetana. Indians get the, get the name Chetana, but Chetana means conscious, and it's visible. There's there's all sorts of meanings to it, but there's visible. Um, it, it means excellent. It means an intelligent being or soul. Um, and it, it the deeper meaning from some of the Sanskrit scholars is that when you're in uh, experiencing. Perceiving, uh, witnessing intelligence, then you're in the power of conscious. you're in the energy of being conscious. So that's a bit a bit of a circular point I'm making, but the idea is that if we derive our confidence from actually being present, actually being still and steady first, then speaking being, connected with ourselves and and getting the power from within ourselves and then acting, then making a decision, then showing up, we're deriving a whole new power in what we're doing. But it starts from being awake, aware, still and present Mm -hmm. in ourselves first. And I think that's the key.
1: Mm -hmm. What you're talking about reminds me of people that decide to go on an inner journey with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't know what they're going to find on the other side of whatever it is. But I know like for many of us that made that decision to do that, we didn't say, oh, I'm going to go on this inner journey. We came from a place of something in my life is really not working for me right now. And I better really figure out what that is. Um, is Is there the scenario of having to go through a state of lack of confidence to get this meaningful
2: idea that something has to change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Look, my experience in teaching, in it, well, in my own life, but teaching, in tutoring adults, in um, coaching adults, all these different fields over decades, it seems to be a factor in human development that we have to actually... Get the uh, contrast of pain, of restriction, wow. of limit, to act as a as a wake up call for us. I don't know why, but it just seems to be the way it is. Um, and certainly, when I was coaching, and I'd say to clients, "Do you really want this?" and they'd wow. say, "Yes," and I'd say, "How much?" Oh. and they'd say, "A lot." I'd say, "What on a scale of one to ten, one being naught at nothing, and or and ten being." unbearable what's your level of pain and if they said about a four and I would know that actually they wouldn't stick to it because in the end for some reason as human beings we need to be back up against a wall in the corner so there's nowhere else to go and then we will turn and look within ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's a weird thing I don't know but in that way the, the the discomfort and the limits are actually a blessing. They're a grace because wow. they wake us up. I love that
1: we're talking about this because, you know, part of what, the, what you use as an analogy of conscious confidence when you put it together, you know, this idea of having faith in oneself. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, a lot of times people say you got you to gotta love yourself. You got to love yourself. Loving myself has been really hard for me, but faith and believing in myself Has been different. And, you know, someone tried to, you know, talk to me about, well, you can't have faith in yourself if you don't love yourself. Maybe that's true, but I have found it easier to believe in myself. Maybe, Sarah, because of my upbringing, maybe because of my mom, maybe because that's what she taught us. I don't know. But this conscious confidence, it gives us strong roots. See, and yeah. that's what I recall for, for what my, my,
2: my stepmom taught me, right? Yeah, yeah. And that comes back to the analogy of the tree, that conscious confidence is like, imagine just a magnificent tree, a great tree. Well, that tree's standing because of deep, strong roots under the ground, which you can't see. And conscious confidence is deriving the strength from those roots, strong roots within yourself. And then you've got this magnificent tree that isn't rigid, isn't depending on a situation to uh, maintain itself as a rigid shape. It can bend and sway and move in any direction depending on what's happening. So you are open to possibility. You are open to the challenges that will inevitably come. You grow stronger from them, like the tree. Storms don't knock it over. And also birds come and nest in it so that people can come and derive nourishment and strength and rest from you so you can give and you can withstand what what life throws at you. And you can grow and thrive from it. And it's coming from those deep, strong roots. And you need to get into what timeless wisdom tells you because that doesn't change. It's tried and tested over millennia. Mm. And it works. And so if you think of conscious confidence in the tree, pardon me, in the tree, it works.
1: I love this idea because we're going to go through life, Sarah, and things are going to happen you know, there may be a day where we wake up and the sun is shining and it's beautiful and life is great. Um, But then there may be days where, like, if you live where I live, the winds fire themselves up and, um, you know, we have to really be able to live through the test of times, you know, the good times. And so this is really talking about conscious confidence. People might wonder well then, what is unconscious confidence? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Let's take a short break. Sarah Main, this is Conscious Confidence Radio. When we come back, are you ready to awaken to unconscious confidence? Can we do that without judgment? Are you thinking, ah? Uh, what does that look like? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Conscious Confidence Radio. Sarah Main is the host of this show. This is an amazing platform she has developed. And today, it is really cool to be talking about conscious confidence and unconscious confidence. And for those of you out there that want to find out more about Sarah, go to her website, sarahmain.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E.com. Consciousconfidence.com will get you there, too. Okay, so many people, Sarah, listen, I love this. I got to tell you a little secret. You tell me what you think. Almost all of my life, I'm telling you, even like over the weekend, unconscious is a word that people associate with me. They (laughs) look at (laughs) And until I looked at the show today and I thought, oh my gosh, I got to start to work with Sarah. Um, what they're saying is, I kind of go through this world in a way that you're talking about right up here now, but I go through this world sort of like on another planet. So their view of that, right? Or what, what do people say? Your heads are always in, heads in a cloud. Now I think that's a compliment, but that's not the same kind of unconscious that we're talking about here. This is a very, very specific form of confidence. And I Mm. can't wait to hear you tell us about this. Yeah,
2: well, unconscious confidence, by distinction from conscious confidence, we can recognize different forms of this. It comes, it's ego-based and it comes across, for example, as recklessness, because that is a form of confidence. If someone is just reckless, they're not questioning what they're doing at the time. There's no doubt in their mind at that time that they're acting, maybe later. That's not what we're talking about. At the point of action, at the point of speaking, if they're completely reckless, that is actually powered by a form of confidence at that time. But it's unconscious. It's not awake and aware truly awake and aware and mindful in the present moment. So, for example, that sort of laddish frat boy behaviour at that time is a form of confidence, but it's completely reckless. Bravado, stupidity is a form of confidence, but it's unconscious. You get brash confidence, the egotistical bragging, hey, look at me, I'm the (sighs) centre of the universe, people who do all the talking at parties, right? Right they come across as being supremely confident. But I could guarantee that I could walk up to them and prick that balloon and they deflate immediately because oh. it's not based in anything true. Mm. Um, and so I would call that sort of a brash confidence, but it's ego-based. Then you get a kind of baseless confidence, people who act um, And they seem to be supremely convinced that they're right. And you're standing there saying, what? (sighs) And it's actually based completely on ignorance. There's no basis for it whatsoever, this sort of baseless confidence. But at the time they're acting, there's no doubt in their mind. It's just completely baseless. baseless. And then you get a kind of tendency to feed someone in two minds. They act without actually giving proper consideration to something. So I've already spoken about four different forms of brashness, recklessness, baseless, and tentative forms of confidence. Where people and I'm, I'm sure we all do it in some form or another, but we we take action and it's not actually conscious. It's not awake, waker, we're mm-hmm. still connected within ourselves mm-hmm. and then act. And The distinction I'm drawing is between conscious and unconscious behavior. And we Mm. want to wake up to this. We want to become aware of this and then choose to act with conscious confidence and bring that consciousness to everything that we do in our lives. Changes everything. You know, I was watching a
1: movie over the weekend, The Darkest Hour, about Churchill, about Winston Churchill. Yeah. First off, I didn't know the whole backstory about how he even got to be. But it was fascinating to me, you know, given that everything I saw in the film was true, it was fascinating to me what fueled his confidence and what diminished his confidence. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I thought about you and this show we were doing today. And there was a moment in a scene in the film where he was getting ready to do something he didn't believe in and he didn't want to do. And and it was something that so went against who the man was to even, be, even think of negotiating with Hitler or Mussolini, even to think about that. And there was this clip in the film where he decides to take the train, I think it was, and he gets on the train with regular folk and They know who he is, and he starts to talk about them and talk to them and ask them questions. I watched his demeanor change from what we're talking about today. He became aware. He became aware of his own being of what he believed, and he was reminded. Yeah. I wish there was a pill that we could take for that, because not all of us are Winston Churchill, Sarah.
2: Well, yeah, I would say, yes, we are, and of course, no, we're not. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, you know, I mean, some people, they have their own opinion. But what I mean about to watch him
2: move away
1: from the popular opinion. Yes. But he also took action behind everybody's back about uh, Dunkirk. Yes. Uh, And so... How can you help us today recognize the two? Because if we don't recognize the two, we are falsely believing in a right action over our lives.
2: Yeah, well, the way to recognize the the right action in the situation is to resort back to ourselves to stillness. If we go into our heads and start listening to the noise in our heads, we are not going to be able to discern what to do, we will inevitably be acting on what the ego says. And you just pray that it's not completely nutty and doesn't bring disastrous results. But if you want to know um, where an action has come from, look at the result. If it creates division um, within yourself and in others, then um, maybe you better go back and look at the source of where that action or the words that you've spoken have come from. But what we're talking about here is resorting to yourself and then acting from that point. And uh, all too often I see, particularly these days with young people, they're deriving their sense of self from out there, from celebrity, they're... Being fueled by um, a very sort of status driven desire. And um, that is bringing about some disastrous consequences in their health and well being. Uh, because it's not actually connected. They're not starting from a point of connection within themselves, which is mm-hmm. where they are, which is where they really are. They're not out there, they're here. And we want to get back to being grounded here. Mm. I, I am so struck by, now I've
1: gotten to work with you for a number of months now. And so I have a little bit of an advantage for the folks listening. But what I want to say to all of you is Sarah is bringing her coaching platform to the world now in a totally different way. You know, working with young people to understand that we can truly have and feel and live and breathe conscious confidence. Uh, and, you know, I'm very fortunate, and I talk about this a little bit more now than I ever did. I had a stepmom that taught me some of what you're saying, but I didn't understand the mechanics of it. So how I implement it was totally trial and error. And I don't recommend that for anybody. Um, we're going to be talking about what we can do now, Sarah, situational or habitual confidence. You yeah. know, what is that? Is it a two edged sword? Is it just, Sarah, that I've been dealt my deck of cards here and boy, I got to play it out and trudge through and crank it out and stiff upper lip? Or is there another way? Yeah, there is. Conscious confidence. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to talk about what are these things that we should be aware of out of the gate. And what about the Bhagavad Gita? What does that mean, that steady wisdom? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: teal founder of the healthy edge is bringing you the hit show healthy edge radio living with power passion and purpose amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight tune in each month on transformation talk radio for more information on how you can take the next step with amber visit getthehealthyedge.com
1: You are an angel. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're gonna be hearing a lot more about conscious confidence and Sarah Main. But please go to SarahMain.com and also you could get there through Conscious Confidence. Uh give Sarah a shout out. She works with individuals, she'll work with groups, she'll come in your organization, she'll talk about this in terms of who you are, your business all of the above, but most importantly, this show today is about looking at conscious confidence, unconscious, and then conscious confidence. So here's the thing, Sarah, situational or habitual confidence. I don't know the difference, but we're going to talk about it. You know, it is said it's a two-edged sword, but there is this notion of a steady wisdom that I'd like to talk about first to find out what that means, because on some days, I'm good. On other days, I have a moment like I had this weekend. I want to
2: have the steady wisdom. Yeah. Well, in the Bhagavad Gita, it speaks about the notion of one, a man or a woman, of steady wisdom. That is a very interesting concept, just purely as a thought experiment. Uh, where the the knowledge or the wisdom that this person is established in, within themselves, is not up here in their heads that they have to think about. It is where they are connected and derive their sense of self. That wisdom is steady. And steady just means it's not moving and agitated and will change depending on the weather and how they think and whether they had enough sleep that night and all these other variables. It's just steady. It doesn't matter what someone says to them. It's steady. And it's just that whole notion of being established in steady wisdom. Now, that is utterly natural. It's not difficult, but it does require some disciplined practice, and the word discipline is not necessarily a hooray word these days, and that's because it's misunderstood. But proper discipline, true discipline is the path to freedom. It's the path to being free from everyone's opinions, the changing circumstances. It is the path to freedom, is good discipline. And if you look, if you um, you just look at a, a sports man or woman, um, someone who's derived or uh, developed some expertise in a particular uh, artistic pursuit like ballet. I always think of ballet because that takes such focused discipline to oh. excel, oh. To, to develop that beauty and that grace um, that it, whether you're a, a, a male ballet dancer who demonstrates that incredible strength. And still has the grace and fluidity, or the female ballerinas with their incredible uh, balance and, you know, I don't do ballet. I do ballroom and Latin, but you get the idea. You know, ballet. And is I a do good two example. step.
1: I do two step. <laughs> you know, like they tried to get me. They tried to get me ballet lessons when I was a kid, right? <laughs> you don't even want to see the, the movies of those. And then they, and then they tried to get me tapped. And so the problem with tap was I would never take off my tap shoes and I would tap everywhere and I drove them crazy. So, But ballet is so precise, so so methodical, so beautiful and so much work.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is that the fact that it wrecks their feet and all of that, that's not the point of the the analogy here. The, The ballet, the beauty and the grace of that has an incredible discipline. Um, and a focus. And that, in terms of conscious confidence and unconscious confidence and steady wisdom, it comes back to that sort of disciplined practice. Now, let's just leave the ballet analogy to one side now. We're just talking about disciplined practice. It needn't be tough, laser beams, stressing and striving. We're talking about connection within ourselves. We're talking about steady wisdom. And that is a gentle, persistent, disciplined practice of being present and connecting with ourselves. But it certainly does require persistence and it certainly does require practice and it requires some discipline. Um, But if you start young, we, in the school I taught at, we started right when the children were young and that was easy because the children were fluid and flexible and they could develop naturally as they grew up that sort of ability to attend and be awake as they went through life in all sorts of different situations. didn't matter whether they were in an athletics carnival running a race or doing a maths test or performing Shakespeare or acting or dancing or singing, they had this ability to come back into the present moment and that's what we're talking about is the steady wisdom of the present moment. I love talking about this for two reasons. One,
1: we're going to bust through the myth of this for a minute. One is we can learn this at any age. Absolutely. Yeah. And so part of what we run into in our society, Sarah, right? If I might say, is the steady wisdom sports. I was told when I I started to play table tennis at 22 years old, I was too old, <laughs> <laughs> that I was too old, that somehow, some way, the table tennis police came out, and they, they said, you're too old to play to be any good, right? Well, okay, New Jersey state champion, mixed doubles champion, and I actually was the first woman to play in a men's doubles, now that ruffled a few feathers, What is it that we want to learn about confidence right now so that we are going to encourage and help the masses here? Because that's your body of work. Your body of work is to say, listen, forget about what somebody told you. Forget about what you read. Forget about whether or not you like uh, Katy Perry on American Idol, uh, ABCD. Are you asking the question, this question I I thought about you this weekend, am I ready to tap into that part of me that is amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And if I say yes, I don't know how. That's where you're going to help, right?
2: Yeah. In actually, in a sense, waking up to yourself, fine, and then what? So it's it's becoming, because you, you can wake up, you can have a, an experience of waking up to your magnificence, but then it's becoming established in that, and that's where the establishment in steady wisdom. It's the steady wisdom of your own magnificence, your own limitlessness, your own power. And then once you're established in that, give full expression to it. And it won't be coming from an ego base of brashness, recklessness, baseless ignorance or confidence. It'll be true confidence and it will bring with it a power and a transformative, uplifting power. And you'll be able to speak, dance, sing, do whatever you want to do, but from this incredible powerhouse within yourself. And that's a powerhouse of steady wisdom. Mm. And that's what I'm teaching. And particularly I'm particularly passionate about it for young people yeah. because we want our young people to derive their sense of self from themselves and not from what someone else tells them out there from themselves and that's what we
1: want and for those of you listening what Sarah has created is a beautiful way to bring that to the forefront. You know, there's a lot of reasons that many of you listening, you know this. Um, anybody that watched American Idol, the minute that Katy Perry lifted up her right arm, you saw the Sanskrit tattoo. Ouch. But anyway, um, <laughs> y- 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 yeah, I mean, honestly, t- to get that tattoo, forget it. But what is it about this ancient wisdom that is so timeless and so relevant today? When we come back, not only are we going to talk about this lasting conscious confidence, but as always, Sarah's got a very special mantra for us today, a special prayer. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
0: Ready to shine in 2018. Hi, I'm Wendy Rose Williams, certified spiritual teacher, past life regressionist, Reiki master, author, and radio host. Want to bring your unique message on air with me as part of
1: the Transformation Talk Radio Network and Soul Wisdom Radio platform? Call 425 502 0362 or visit
0: WendyRoseWilliams.com to learn how you can expand your reach by sponsoring or advertising with Soul Wisdom Radio.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, You're listening to Conscious Confidence Radio. And, you know, there's a reason that I love what I do. Sarah Main is bringing conscious confidence to the world, but more importantly, she's bringing it directly to your heart because more than something to think about, it is a way for you to live your life that will get you to where you are today, to where you want to go. You know, I know we're going to be talking a little bit about the FUSE program, but I want to make sure we finish talking about situational versus habitual confidence, Sarah.
2: Thanks, Pat. Situational. I think they're really similar. Situational um, or habitual confidence. It's it's a form of confidence, and it starts by being more or less conscious, and then but unfortunately, because of the habit that forms around it, it then becomes unconscious. And part of that's fine. We want that. It's good habit. Um, but the the, the Two-edged sword of that is that we we live and depend on all those habits uh, to sort of keep us away from experiencing the fear shadow too much. So that forms part of that barrier of living within the fear shadow and the fear barrier that we spoke about last show. But habitual or situational confidence is where we're placed in a situation like at work and there are certain things we have to do repeatedly at work and we get good at them. We're, we're trained in what we we need to do. We repeat them, bit of trial and error. We figure out the best way of doing it. We apply our intelligence. So it, at that time, we're actually being conscious and we get good at it. You'd want that. There'd be something crazy if you were repeatedly bad at something that you did for a long time. Um, you know, there's a we have a problem if that's the case. Yeah. But generally speaking, we develop expertise in all sorts of things. Um, just every day we get better at brushing our teeth. You know, we're a bit ham-fisted when we're little and we may sort of miss our mouth occasionally when we put the brush in. But over time we get good at it. Um, So that's just completely natural. And it does develop for us good habits, number one. So that's why it's habitual. And from those habits, we derive a certain level of confidence. So we know we can do stuff. We've got skills, and that's fantastic. I'm not calling any of that into question. We need that. Good habits and routines keep our bodies healthy. We need habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, fun, play, exercise. We need routines for that because the body depends on that sort of uh, balance to maintain stability. Societal uh, Habits, you know, people getting up and going to work and the kids going to school and coming home, doing the homework, having dinner, going to bed, all of that sort of thing. Fantastic, no problem. But if we only derive our confidence from all those routines having to take place from those habits, if that's the only place we get our sense of self and our confidence, and therefore our confidence then we're on a slightly dodgy ground because any of those situations can change. You know, you can get a change in something, a work, some directive that you now have to do this rather than that and that that is something you've been doing for a long time and then suddenly a new directive comes in because you get some new management in and they say, do this. Yeah, and you're saying, what, 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 what? Uh." You know, and are you ready to adapt and thrive in that new environment or you you suddenly sort of um, rock back on your heels and you're lacking in confidence and you're emotional and you're traumatised or whatever. Scared. Scared, all that kind of thing. Feeling, um, you, you know, unappreciated, however it plays out for you. Uh, and you know cue the change management specialists and consultants coming in and the HR department are working overtime to manage all of that sort of thing you know if you're strong in yourself you can adapt in a at a moment's notice it may not be comfortable initially but you can say okay here's a new opportunity great what am I being told to do what's the easy way of implementing this new system that I have to do is this intelligent can I give some positive feedback can I find better ways to adapt through that. That's a point where you're empowered from within yourself self, that you can cope, you can um, thrive from this challenge rather than just immediately be the victim and crumble yeah. and crumble from it. So his situational or habitual confidence is fantastic, but it is a two-edged sword and we have to be really careful that we don't just go to sleep and sort of develop a comfort zone. Ourselves because then we're just well and truly in the unconscious zone of ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that we're talking about it in that way because, given the nature of change in the world now, and you know, I spent a lot of years uh, becoming what the world knows as a change management expert. I walked away from that career because I watched so much pain from people not able to do what you've just described. Um, but part of this is looking at the way that you approach this. You know, it's one thing to talk about conscious confidence. It's another thing to develop a methodology
2: for helping people. And that's what you have in the FUSE program. Yeah. And the FUSE program, the, in an ideal world, let's say, why not practice this before the challenges come? You know, you don't start uh, training for a marathon at the actual marathon itself. You train beforehand. You prepare. And so the idea of the FUSE program is, is to start implementing some sort of gentle but persistent disciplined practice derived from timeless wisdom, wisdom that's tried and tested and comes from that thread of consciousness that's linked humanity over the millennia to keep them connected with themselves. And that's why Katy Perry's got that Sanskrit tattoo on her arm, because it's a way of connecting with a deeper wisdom that's ever present. And the FUSE program is derived from that wisdom. But you don't need to know Sanskrit to to follow it. And you want to practice now before the challenges come, so then you'll be strong and yeah. prepared. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, later on in the
1: show when we've, uh, close the show, um, you're going to be singing a traditional prayer to help yeah. us along with that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to tap into here for a minute is this idea of core values and what they mean and what they mean in the program. Um, most of my life, I didn't know that I had core values. And I discovered them along the way, especially in relationship with other people. Um, and, and my mentor said to me once, You have a, what did she call it? You've got a, uh, there's a dividing line for you that's very clear. It's that line that gets drawn in the sand that you'll get, you go to a point in a situation, but then there you are. Linda says, I'm trusting to a fault but there's a line that somehow something will happen and I know that's my end point. Yeah. Core values, do they help us discover parts of ourselves which help us determine where we best can improve and where we are in our lives? How do they work in our confidence?
2: Absolutely. They're, they're, they're the root The core values are the absolute root within ourselves. That's the point of plugging in. So, where we are still and in a sense of awareness of ourselves, and then the point that we then start moving into the expression that we're going to give into the world comes from our core values. That is the root, it's like the seed. And in Sanskrit, there's two different aspects. There's the root or the seed and that which we honour within ourselves. So if you take that, that what is the most important thing to us? What do we honour within ourselves? And that even those very questions start bringing in our mind and our heart into the situation, into the consideration. And if we spend some time Asking ourselves these questions What is the most important thing in my life within myself? And just even ask that question and not even expect an answer, it's the very question starts opening up our awareness and connecting ourselves with our heart, with our state of being. If we consider what's important to us, is it truthfulness? Is it stillness? Is it integrity? is it courage, is it love, is it generosity? Mm. If we consider some of these universal, magnificent values and we will resonate with, everyone resonates with different ones, but we need to actually stop and consider them. That is Mm -hmm. the very root from which we can then act. Already Mm -hmm. we've got some steady knowledge, some steady wisdom from which to act and move from. Imagine mm-hmm. young people really being rooted in their values. At that point, what is important to me? What do I honour within myself? What do I welcome into the home in my heart like an honoured guest? Yeah. Yeah. And if we start from there, that's, yeah. a, that's a good place.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then part of uh, part of starting from there is then looking at what else you've created in the FUSE program, focusing, uniting, simplifying, energizing, and we're going to spend more time on that. But this idea of focusing is so important in looking with that single point
2: of attention. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the aspects from the, the values and the attitude. Then you start with focusing. And in Sanskrit, there's, there's three different aspects to focusing. There's the firm conviction and confidence and that comes from single-pointed attention and that can be very simply practiced, doing simple tasks every day. Bring your mind and heart right to what you're doing. Just keep bringing it back, bringing it back and every time the monkey mind presents thoughts, just let them go, keep coming back, keep coming back. It's very simple and beautiful to practice that. The other aspect then is an element of faith, and that is bringing your heart to what you're doing. Because we often think of paying single-pointed attention as a very mind-driven exercise, but full attention means bringing your whole self to what you're doing, and that's mind and heart. And that's where the bringing in the faith comes in, and that's a very, very beautiful Mm. thing. Um, so you bring that sort of passion and love for what you're doing as you're doing it, mm-hmm. and then the other aspect to it is a, as a steady conviction in what you're doing. And one good way of practicing conviction is to ask yourself, "What would a wise man or woman do in this situation?" Yeah. Just keep asking that question. What would a wise yeah. man or woman do in this situation? Yeah. Wow! And already you're connecting with a steady wisdom within yourself. Mm.
1: Well, I know we're going to be doing a show where we're going to look at Fuse and the Fuse program in detail with examples and looking at how we can face challenges and use this wisdom as focusing, uniting, simplifying and energizing work together. Um, You know, I love being able to talk about conscious and unconscious confidence because it gives us a frame of reference. So thank you so much. As we do in every show, Sarah, you have a special prayer for us today. I do.
2: This beautiful prayer is called the Gayatri Mantra. It's recited every day around the world. Um, and in a sense, I'm sure it provides an element of energetic protection for everyone and we're completely unaware of it most of the time. It is, it's utterly ancient and it's so beautiful and I'll read you the English translation. It's pretty tricky to translate. Um, It's so poetic and then I'll sing you the Sanskrit. So it starts, body of all, mind of all, spirit of all. May we meditate on the radiance of the inner light. May that self illumine our thoughts. Peace, peace, peace. Om bhur bhua suaha tat savitur Bhargo devasya mahi Tiyo prachodayat Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah Main, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Conscious
0: Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.